Hi, and welcome back. I'm your host, Robin, and you are now listening to my podcast, Broken, Strength Under Control. Matthew 5, 14 through 16 says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Well, welcome back. Thank you for taking the time out to join me this evening. Um, It's been a long week since the last time we met. And uh, so many different things have transpired in a week. Um, It's just amazing, like, the things that have just happened. But I'm just so grateful and so thankful for God just doing what he know what he does and that's bless us you know every time i turn around you know there was a provision there was some type of revelation and understanding and i'm just so grateful that even when everybody else turns their back when everybody else walks away when everybody else just are not there god is still there and so for that I am so thankful. And so, you know, when I thought about, there's one particular podcast that I've been wanting to do, one topic that I wanted to discuss. And I promise y'all, every time I go to try to talk about it or discuss it, when I tell you, like, literally, the spirit (laughs) gives me something else to talk about and bring to you all. And so I'm just grateful that, you know, I'm in tune with the spirit that I have a relationship with the Lord, because had it not been for that, honestly, I don't even know, be truthful with you. So anyway, you know, when I started thinking about this week's podcast, not even thinking about the fact that it is Cancer Awareness a Month, um, Domestic Violence, and Mental Health. And so when I tell you, like, for real, for real, like, I can, I know someone um, that has experienced each one of those things. Somebody different has had that experience in their life. Um, And so you know, let's just be mindful of when we're praying that we cover those who are cancer survivors, who are domestic abuse survivors, who struggle with mental health, because it truly is not a joke, y'all. And I'm not even going to lie and tell you that it is an easy thing to get through because, yeah, no. So anyway, thinking about my topic for today, um, I decided to talk about loneliness and its friends. Did y'all know that loneliness had friends? I know. (laughs) Um, But yeah, loneliness has friends. And honestly, I can just speak to this just from my personal life. You know, of course, I Google stuff because, you know, I'm the Google queen. 
and I Google everything that I want to know um, or get a reference for, even though we know most of the stuff on, on the web may or may not be true. Um, there's some truth to it and then some not, but still a good jump start, a good way, you know, to get things to talk about. And so I'm talking about loneliness and his friends. So did you know that there was a difference between being lonely and being alone? The difference is an emotional attachment. Being alone is a state of being while loneliness is a feeling. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, you hear people say all the time, well, you know, you can be in a room full of people and still feel like you alone or feel lonely. And that is so true. I mean, I think I've encountered that, you know, um, and just to see that it, the only thing that the key thing that is the difference between them is an emotional attachment. That don't have to be to just people. That could be the things as well. But I, ain't, you know, let me not go there yet. But anyway, loneliness, isolation, friendlessness, lack of friends, companions, forsakenness, abandonment, rejection, unpopularity, sadness, unhappiness. Despondency, lonesomeness, solitariness, solitude, lack of company, aloneness, separation, remoteness, inaccessibility, seclusion, secludedness, desertedness. Yeah, there was a lot of words for loneliness. Sadness because one has no friends or company. The fact of being without companions, solitariness. Now, I gave that list of words because there were several that just kind of jumped out at me. The very first word that jumped out at me was forsakenness. Immediately, I had to go to the Bible. So the scripture that I have is Deuteronomy 31 and 6. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. So that word forsakenness is a, a counteract of what God's word says. And I really shouldn't say it's a counteract. It's the opposite of what God's word says. He said in his word that he will never leave you nor forsake you. And so the fact that loneliness could make you feel like you've been forsaken. And I don't know about any of y'all, but I can tell you that there's been plenty of times where I have felt like I was forsaken. I felt like God had forsaken me. I felt like just so many different things from the job to stuff just not going right. I just felt like I was be like I was forsaken, like I was being left out, like looked over. Um, 
and just not feeling like I was okay or I belonged with. And so, but it's so comforting to know that in his word, he said that I will never leave you nor forsake you. And I'm so grateful and so thankful that he will never leave me nor forsake me because when folks walk away from you, when things don't happen the way that you think, when there is a delayed in a need or you feel like it's a denial, that's not true. And you got to counteract those thoughts and words to yourself with God's word, positive affirmations. And you can find them throughout the Bible that he will never leave you nor forsake you. The second word that jumped out at me was rejection. Now, that seems to be an area that I still yet struggle with. And this is me being truthful um, and being very transparent and vulnerable tonight. Whenever you feel like, okay, I'm going to just speak for me. So whenever I feel like something just doesn't happen the way that I hoped it would, you know, you get your hopes up for stuff and then there's that, that disappointment happens and then you just it stirs up so many different emotions in you, so many thoughts in you. And so for me, I've had a hard time. Like if I'm involved with someone and they don't make time for me in the way that I would make time for them, I feel like I'm being rejected. Now they could have a good reason for why they weren't able to do what they said. But in my mind, it speaks and sounds like rejection, like you're rejecting me. Um, if I've extended my hand and you know a person really needs help or whatever the case might be, but they kind of shoot you down like it just feels like you're being, I know for me it feels like I'm being rejected by that person. And when I tell you like, Really, it's a hard place to be in when you know that you would give your last, you would give your all for whatever it is that you put your hands to or whoever you connect with or come in contact with just to have them. You know, I'm real big on keeping my word because I feel like when you keep your word, it speaks volumes of who you are as a person. It speaks to your character. It speaks to you. And so, you know, I'm expecting you to hold me at that. And, and so when someone doesn't keep their word to me, it feels like rejection to me. And so, and I've struggled with that. And I still struggle with that. Why? I, I can't figure it out quite yet. But I know that there's revelation in that somewhere for me as I pursue God about it. And, you know, 
and rejection makes me shut down. Like I literally will stop responding. I will stop communicating. I will be silent, you know, um, and some may say that that's not really a good way to handle, you know, um, that situation or that person or that circumstance, but it's the easiest way I know how to protect myself, you know, because a lot of times, you know, we set unrealistic expectations in people and things. And when it doesn't happen the way that we hope or think that it should, it causes a reaction, which then creates another action or behavior you know, based off of that reaction. And so we got to be real careful about rejection. The other thing that stood out to me was abandonment. And when I hit a rough time in my life, I honestly felt like those that I thought I could trust to be there. I felt abandoned by them. And when I was a kid growing up, so I'm I'm going to, I'm going to share another vulnerable thing about myself. So when I was a kid growing up, um, I was sexually molested for like 10 years of my life. And that's 10 years to be truthful with you, I'll never get back. I can't even tell you um, where I went to grade school. I can't tell you any about my teachers. I mean, I had one childhood friend that lived a couple doors down from the house where I grew up at, which I grew up at my grandmother's house. And so my childhood friend, she grew up two doors down and And that's really about the gist of the early childhood years that I could actually remember. And I didn't realize I could not remember anything about those years until my first year of college, I was taking um, an English class, English comp class in the summer. They say, don't take them kind of classes because it's more accelerated. And my English professor asked us to write about early childhood memories. Y'all, I ain't even have none. And so I was so embarrassed because it was a point in time in my life. It used to be a point in time in my life where I would not talk about the sexual molestation because the only thing I felt like I felt ashamed. I felt embarrassed. I didn't understand why that happened. And, and, And for the longest, I felt like it was my fault that it took place and just so many different things that I dealt with in that. And so I went to my teacher and I said to him, I said, well, sir, I said, I need to know if I can write about from a certain time frame. I said, because the time frame that you're asking me to write on, I don't have any recollection of it. And I was embarrassed to even ask if I could, but he, he allowed me to do that. But that's a part of my life, y'all, that I have no recollection of before a certain time. And truth be told, 
it would make me know, never mind if God never brought it back to my attention or remembrance. I felt, I feel kind of, I feel like that he protected me. That's the reason why I don't have any memories of the years prior to because God was protecting me. And, and so, you know, it's sad that there are some sick people in the world um, who have no, nothing about themselves. You know, it was done to them, so they feel like they can do it to others. And society said, statistic-wise, because it had been done to me, that that would make me do it to somebody else. That's a lie. That's a, that's a lie from the pits of hell because I am living proof that even though 10 years of my life was taken, I never physically abused my kids, sexually abused. I didn't have people around them that would touch on them. And no, because I had a daughter and I was determined that no man was ever going to put his hands or touch my kids in the way that that man touched me. And I, y'all, truthfully, they be they would bury him. Matter of fact, y'all probably wouldn't have never even met me because I st probably still be locked up because I'm putting them in the grave, you know? And so I just was very mindful and very careful because of that. And in that, I struggled with issues of feeling like, my mom really wasn't there to protect me. And so abandonment is just something that there's another thing that I struggled with growing up, you know, even though God made sure that I was protected and covered, even when I didn't know who he was. And so I'm just grateful and thankful for that. The other word that came, um, to my attention was inaccessibility. Now, you know, sometimes you got to make yourself inaccessible to some things and some people. And that's only because when people know that they can lean on you, use you, call up on you, whatever, they will until they have no more use for you. And so sometimes you have to become inaccessible to folk. There's a lot of times when, truthfully speaking, if I don't want to go anywhere, if I don't want to do anything, I am learning the power of no. I say yes a lot, but I'm learning the power of no. Because if not, People will always call up on you. There will always be some distraction that might come into play because of you opening yourself up to different things and different situations and circumstances. And you, you put yourself in that way, that view, you know, that pathway for someone to feel like they could try you. Mm -mm. No, ma'am. I ain't the one. And depending on what day it is, you might want to tread lightly. <laughs> and that's just real talk. 
The other word that caught my attention was unhappiness. Now, I don't know about any of you, but for so long, I looked for my happiness to be validated by other people. Like, I literally put that in somebody else's hands and I wound up with my feelings hurt. I wound up feeling rejected abandoned why because i gave some i i became vulnerable enough to let my guard down to give somebody room to do that you should never entrust your happiness to anyone and i had to learn that the hard way as well your happiness does not come by way of people you get to choose and i don't know about any of you i don't wake up in the morning like oh today is not gonna be a good day i'm just gonna be mean and hateful i'm gonna be i'm not gonna be happy i'm not gonna be at peace i don't wake up like that but it used to be a time where and even sometime even still sometimes there could be things that occur in my day or happen that causes my whole mood to shift, to change. It's only going to do that if you allow it. So you get to choose if you're going to be happy or not. If y'all anything, choose happiness. And your happiness is found in him, not them. Let me say that again. Your happiness is found in him, not them. And so I had to be okay with the fact that if you fell by the wayside, I had to be okay with that because it was for a reason that you fell by the wayside. And my happiness was not predicated on you being a part of my life or not. So I just pick and choose my battles wisely, daily. I pick and choose. And so these was two things that really wasn't on the list, but they came to mind as I was working on this social rejection. Now, social media, a friend of mine, and she's actually on here. <laughs> we was having this conversation about social media and truthfully speaking, y'all, if it wasn't for my podcast and other things that I'm doing as far as my book, you know, grant writing now, um, be truthful. With, I wouldn't even have any social media pages. I would not. Why? Because social media on there, you can be anything you want. And people have a way of posting and showing things. And truthfully speaking, most of that is probably not true. And they probably just as unhappy or whatever the case might be, struggling with the same things that you or I may be struggling with. And so many of us go to social media. Like for me, it's entertainment. I just have to look at. Sometimes I sit and wonder how and why and when based off of a perception that is a persona that is put out on social media for me to see. Um, but I can't base my life off of that. I can't base what God is doing with me off of what I see 
in social media. Why? Because most of that is not real. We can paint a picture for anyone. Like I could, you would never know that I struggle with loneliness and being alone if I didn't want you to know it. Because we have a way of masking and portraying things to be something that it's not in that moment. Why? Because you don't want somebody judging you. You don't want somebody talking down upon you. You don't want somebody, you know, asking you a lot of questions, being all up in your business. You know, again, that makes you vulnerable. That that means you you are subjecting yourself for someone to have an opinion. And I'm not saying that social media is a bad thing because honestly, in this pandemic, it's a good thing that we had these platforms in order to be able to access church. I mean, just all different kind of things. If you needed to order stuff, whatever, if you needed to learn the latest, whatever. Social media has been available for that. So it's not a bad thing, but you can get enwrapped, wrapped up in some things on social media. And before you know it, you miserable because you comparing yourself to what you see on social media. I know I have done it and quiet as kept still do it. Not to be intentional about comparing myself, but like I said, when you're looking at what Everybody else is posting and and just different things like that. And then you just be like, okay, well, Lord, well, how come I wait a minute? Well, why? Uh, but when is so you find yourself questioning you based off of somebody else's persona of what they portrayed their lives to look like. Anyway, emptiness was another word. Um being dealing with um loneliness and being alone i struggle with feeling empty and so now that my kids are grown and gone it has truly been a struggle um my son is married he's overseas and they're expecting their first child he's in the military then my daughter and my grandson live in another state. And I mean, I have my sister here. Um, and so, and I have other friends that are here, you know, but again, nobody knows what I deal with when we're not talking. Nobody knows what I deal with after I clock out from work, you know, so Feeling empty is, I've dealt with that and I struggle with that dealing with loneliness and being alone, you know, and like I told you earlier, it's a difference. And the only difference between it is an emotional attachment. Being alone is a state of being while loneliness is a feeling. And so some days I'm very overwhelmed. Why? Because I'm in my feelings. I've allowed my feelings to get the best of me and, and run away. And so when I tell you that loneliness is no joke, 
it's no joke. Um, and I don't even know how I came up with it has friends. Well, truthfully speaking, it does. Because when you're when you have that feeling of loneliness, it you subject yourself to so many different things. Why? Because you're looking for validation anywhere you can get it. Um, and that's just truthfully speaking. So it took me a long time to realize that my validation is not in things or people. My validation is in Christ. And he validated me the day he died for me. He, it was valid, but it doesn't stop the fact that, and I thank God that, that he doesn't forsake us for our thoughts and, and just different things like that, that I can come to him with my truest thoughts and my purest thoughts and not feel some kind of way. Um, if I decided to tell someone my truest thoughts or my purest thoughts, now I have people in my life who can handle those things, who don't have opinions about me, who are not judging me and just different things like that. But a lot of times y'all, yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah. I don't even know if some folks would like me if they really knew what I thought. <laughs> so, um, Loneliness makes you want to find dis distractions to free yourself from it. That's what I would do. Um, I desire companionship. And of course, I want to get married again. Um, and when I tell y'all so many people around me is getting engaged or they booed up or they done got married and I'm just looking like, okay, I don't understand what this is here. You know, of course, I've had some people be like, well, Robin, you, you know, how you expect to meet somebody? You know, you don't really get out. You think some man going to just show up at your house, you know, and that's a true concept. I am still, I mean, I get out when I need to, but as far as like just going out and, and no, nah, I'm not doing all that. And so, you know, most of the relationships that I have been in has been by way of meeting someone online, doing online dating. And y'all, that in itself can be a task, you know, because you meet so many different people and being online and, and having a dating profile, you could be anything you want. So you got to go through all the bad you know, separate, separate the wheat from the tear to see if you got somebody that's genuine and everybody that comes out one way, trust me, they show who they really are somewhere down the road. And I just kind of feel like, what does it gain or profit you when you mislead someone about who you are? People are doing it every day, all day online. Loneliness is described as a social pain, a psychological mechanism which motivates individuals to seek social connections. And again, you know, a lot of times you can find yourself. And I know for myself, I found myself literally just distracted by social media, online dating, 
just so many different things that honestly, I probably didn't even have no business being given any attention to, you know. Um, and so the one thing that I have learned through this pandemic, it's been almost two years now. I've learned how to turn to my word. I've learned how to turn my ear to God, to listen to the spirit, to reading my word, to worship music, to praying and conversating and communicating with the Lord. Um, because when you in shutdown mode and you ain't got nowhere to go and the walls look like they caving in on you, because sometimes the walls do feel like they closing in on me. I know a place that I can go and find some comfort, strength, peace, joy, hope, my faith be increased. And that's in him, in his word, you know, and a lot of times God will just send the right person at the right time or the revelation at the right time when he, when you need it the most. And I don't know how many times, like I said, I have two, I actually have two friends on here who have been lifesavers and didn't know that they had been. And I'm so grateful and so thankful for them both because, again, I don't, even if we never see each other often, even if we don't talk often, they have still just been there for me. And I'm just grateful and thankful for them. So I found some ways to cope, some strategies, right? First thing breathe a lot of times we don't even take a moment to just breathe exhale we'd be so worked up i know for me i'd be so worked up sometimes and i'd be so overwhelmed sometimes so a lot of times when i get off from work i literally have to decompress my thoughts for a moment before i take any phone calls sometimes i just sit and turn the tv on and watch tv till i fall asleep something just so that I can decompress from my day because my mind never stops. And sometimes it don't even shut down to let me sleep well. So I have to find different things to do to occupy my thought process so that I'm not so overwhelmed so that I can go to sleep at night, literally. Journal. I used to journal. I have a journal now that I, I write in it once a week. Journaling is an awesome way to get, to exert that extra energy, especially that negative energy. You can write it out. And it brings so much relief when you journal. So a lot of times I open my journal up and I start thanking God for so many different things. I start asking God to teach me things, guide me in whatever area that, you know, whatever it is. So journaling is an awesome way to, it's an awesome strategy for dealing with loneliness and its friends. Journaling. Call a friend. Make yourself accountable. 
A lot of times we don't like to do that. Why? Because we don't want people in our business. But accountability is growth. I want someone that will call me out on my trash and say, "Uh uh-uh, girl, you on some trash today. And I ain't about to let you do that. I'm expecting you. If I call you my friend, I'm expecting you to keep me accountable to what I say and what I'm doing. And if that means me becoming vulnerable to my friend, then that's what it is. And truthfully speaking, I don't really hide too much because my facial expression tells everything. Like literally, if it's something wrong with me, you're going to know it because my face going to tell it. I have yet to master that. It was a time where I was praying for that. Lord, make my face like Flint. So that people didn't know. It's been, and it's hard because I'm a very emotional. I have a lot of compassion and just different things like that when it comes down to stuff and people. And so it's hard to hide that. Make yourself accountable to somebody. Uh, Exercising. Something that I need to get back into the habit of doing. It's a good way to burn off some negative energy. And that's real talk right there. I don't know how many days or how many mornings when I was being very consistent with getting up and going to work out. Because it was a way for me to get rid of that negative energy. Exercise. Listen to music. Now. I love music, all different kind of music. So when you get in my car, or matter of fact, if you come, you know, by my house, I could be listening to anything. I could be listening to Drake. I could be listening to Kirk Franklin, uh, John P. Key. I, I could be listening to, I got a playlist, Beyonce, whoever. Just depend on what kind of mood that I'm in. But it's a good tool a resource and most of the time when i'm overwhelmed i put worship in worship music in my ear why because it is relaxing it brings me peace and so you know it's just me and god and i'm you know worshiping through music meditate daily God's word, get in it, get in it. You can find the answer to anything that you need right in his word. Face the issue. I had the hardest time doing that, but you can't grow and learn from it if you're not willing to confront it and bring it to the forefront. A lot of people are not going, you know, There's been many a people who try to remind me of remember when or back then. I don't let people take me there, especially, especially my exes. And did you know you can't be friends with your exes? That's a whole nother topic right there. Counseling, something that we in the African-American community don't like to talk about. Because 
mama and them and grandmama and them back in the in their day and their time didn't talk about going to talk to nobody. If you wouldn't talk to somebody, you telling the, the business and what stayed, you know, what happened in the house stayed in the house. You, you, you weren't going to talk to nobody about this. But counseling is a good resource. And when I went through that bout with depression some years back, I had to, I was going to see a counselor three times a week, had a standard appointment faithfully every week till it got to a point where she really wasn't, I mean, I guess it was helping in some retrospect, but it was one day, like literally I went in and just blew her up in her office. It was just like, why are you here? What is the whole purpose of you? You're not helping me. And so they're trained to handle things just like that. But counseling is not a bad thing, y'all. Counseling is a resource and a tool. And if you need it, I suggest you do it. Because again, there are some things that you just need a neutral person to talk to. Even if you do have people you can talk to about anything, but there's just some things you may not want to talk to them about. That's what a counselor is there for. The other thing that I felt like would be a more positive thing is affirmations. A good way I feel like to overcome being lonely and dealing with its friends is affirmations. What do you tell yourself? I heard Bishop Jakes in a message I was listening to this morning. He talked about false truths. And basically they'll have you thinking things that make you question you and everything about you. So to counteract that in that place, in that space, in that feeling, in that moment that you're having, what do you tell yourself? You know, most people that know me, like if they receive a text message, my signature says, I am beautiful. That's what I, I tell myself because I am. And I have to remind myself that I am chosen. I have to remind myself that I'm a daughter of a king. I, I have to remind myself that he picked me for such a time as this. And, and so again, whatever you have to do, if you, my sister has post-it notes everywhere of something positive that you, you have to be able to look at it and see Write it down, you know, put it as a screensaver on your phone, whatever the case, whatever you need to do. Make sure that you have some type of positive affirmations that you are feeding your spirit, man, because it keeps you strong. It helps build. It helps kill off those things that's trying to come and distract you. Um, from the task, from what it is that God wants you to be doing. And so think about how you see yourself. You know, it's just like a man walking to a mirror and then walking away from it and forgetting what he looked like. That's in the word. You know, so again, when you look at you, who do you see? And then what do you tell yourself? We, we got to tell ourselves positive things 
because that's what you want to attract. You want to attract positive things. Nobody wants to attract negative things. At least I know that I don't. But I can tell you that when my attitude sucked, that's what it attracted. It attracted negative things. So again, you have to make sure that you are feeding your spirit positive affirmations. And you can find all kinds of positive things right in God's word. All kinds of things. There's nothing new under the sun that we will ever face or deal with that has not already been faced and dealt with. And truth be told, any and everything that we would ever face was defeated on the cross over 2,000 years ago for us. And so, you know, yeah. So before I close out, just want to tell everyone that my book is out, second edition, Broken, To Be or Not To Be. That is the question. It is on Amazon. It is a very powerful book that's tiny, but it packs a mean punch. It, it gives a great word. I revamped it um, since during this pandemic. And so I'm very excited about the finish, the final. You know, if you know someone who needs a little bit of encouragement, get it for them, get it for yourself, share, you know, it's nothing wrong with that. Um, those of you have heard me speak about my sister's organization, her nonprofit is more than my pretty face. That is getting ready to kick off here pretty soon. We're so excited about the young girls that we will be able to coach and mentor and speak life into and help them, you know, get to where they're trying to be, make better decisions. Um, again, if you want to be a part, if you want to know what's going on with the organization, it's morethanmyprettyface.org. My friend Linda has a very awesome organization, nonprofit as well for men who have been in prison, who want to be entrepreneurs or interested in real estate. Her uh, organization is titled Empower Him. Their website is empowerhim.org. Great nonprofit organization. If you know someone who's interested in real estate or becoming an entrepreneur and they've dealt with the prison or been in the prison, pass the information along, share it with someone. And so this platform is on other platforms such as iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Apple, Google, Spotify, and Breaker. Also, I am looking for sponsorships. Anyone that's interested in sponsoring my podcast, ask them to get in touch with me. Uh, my email address is my first and last name, Robin, R-O-B-I-N, Griggs, G-R-I-G-G-S at hotmail.com. Only people that are serious about sponsoring my podcast because I'm at this phase in this stage where I'm interested in sponsorship. Um, and I just believe it just takes this to another level. I'm just so grateful and so thankful for the things that God has, what God has done with this platform that he has given me. And truthfully speaking, I am very comfortable in this platform and it took me a minute to get here, but I'm just grateful and thankful that for people who just tune in just to listen to what I have to talk about. Also, be mindful. Again, I want to just put this out here. 
October is Cancer Awareness Month, Domestic Violence, Mental Health Awareness Month. Be mindful of someone. If you know someone who is experiencing any one of those things, when you're praying, just make sure that you cover them in prayer. Reach out to them. Check on them. Mental health is no joke. Um, domestic violence is no joke. People who have cancer or have survived cancer is no joke. And even in those places, I'm sure that they battle with loneliness and, and it's friends. So check up on folk. You don't have to have some long drawn out conversation. Just send a text to say, hey, I was thinking about you. Just want to tell you I love you. You know, let them know that they're not alone. Let them know that that you're there. It doesn't hurt anything. Again, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to tune in. My name is Robin. I'm your host. I just want to say have a great rest of the evening. Peace and blessings to you.